Welcome everyone to Coffee Mornings and Champagne Nights. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kaylee. Join us with a cup of coffee or champagne for candid conversations about life, goals, business, and love. While we laugh about how we've gone from party sidekicks to kick-ass boss babes. Still managing love, parenting, and modern living. From reminiscing to setting goals, let's raise a glass to some relatable girl talk in each episode. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, it is the morning. We are actually recording early. Who are we? Look at us being grown-ups. I know. When did that happen? I don't know. I think when we started figuring our lives out. <laughs> Again, when did that happen? <laughs> I feel it's, like I would beg to differ. No, I like to sometimes pretend, but I have a lot of getting together to do. But are you excited about our topic today? It's so I good. Know. This one is a good one. I'm very excited about this. Okay, so we're going to have a little bit of fun as always, but you know, we're going to sprinkle some business in there. Um, so how do you feel about like starting a business? When did you think it was the right time? What made you start your business? Your first baby was your makeup and then mm-hmm. now you have a couple of babies. I do. I do. I have a couple. <laughs> you ever feel like you're that person that does like 10 different things? And then somebody's like, what do you do? You're like, I don't know how to answer that question. Um, but yeah, I started for me personally, I started my makeup business about, my guess would be 15, 16 years ago. And then that, that was just an easy hobby turn business or hobby turn income. And then most recently, I've started a new business, which we'll get into in just a few minutes, but my earring accessory boutique, that started in the midst of COVID. That started out of pure boredom and started out of, <laughs> it really did. I was like, I'm over, like nobody was getting makeup done. I'm over just being bored on the couch, working from home. And that started as, uh, I can do an online accessory boutique. I remember being at dinner with a friend of mine, um, thinking like, I want to be able to sell a thing, but I don't know what that thing is. And (laughs) after thinking about it, I was, I kind of realized like, I really love accessories, but more importantly, I love earrings. So that just started as a full online business out of my little townhouse with, I think about $500 worth of inventory. I was like, I could just buy a bunch of earrings, sell it. And then if Worst case, if nobody buys it, I'll keep it. <laughs> that's how that business started. I think that's too when we kind of reconnected as friends. Like we had we had gone on a hiatus of where we really didn't keep in touch. And I had just moved to Salon Brushed, doing hair, closed down the salon, all of that. And then we open back up and all of a sudden these new earrings pop up in the salon. That's right. And I'm like, wait, what is this? So Nicole's telling me that Kaylee's starting this accessory. So I think that's kind of when we like reconnected keeping in touch a lot more. Yes, that's right. Okay. So actually that's who I was at dinner with was Nicole. So Nicole and I had been doing hair and makeup um, with our little black brush is what we called our duo, but we had been doing hair and makeup for makeup, um, for weddings for a million years. And then (laughs) we were at dinner and I was like, you know, I'm just kind of, I don't want to say over it, but I just need something new. And that's when her and I were like talking, what can I sell? What can I do? What's my thing? And she was like, well, you can put some stuff at, cause that was before she was salon slash boutique. She was like, mm-hmm. you can put some earrings at the salon. And when I tell you, I had like a two foot table, like it was a whole lot of nothing, but it did so well. And that's when I realized like, okay, if I kind of pinpoint like the style that I want and what I want to sell, like I knew I had a vision for it, but it had to be specific products that I wanted to sell that really matched my personality, which if you guys know anything about my Louis Love earring business, it is very, um, what's the right way? How would you explain Louis Love? What? I mean, it's, it's girly. It's glitzy. It's like 
fun and uh, imagine like girls night out. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I specialize in like blingy statement holiday earrings. Like if you need a fun, lively, big piece of jewelry, like I'm your girl. I am not your girl for simple, dainty, everyday pieces. That's for sure. I mean, you have like a few that, but they're still like statement, but not everything's like, I feel like almost anyone could shop in your place. You can find something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not like gaudy. It's definitely still classy and fun and cute. Yes, for sure. But the only reason I have some smaller, like non- outrageous things is because my mom told me like not everybody's gonna like this and I was like mom you don't know anything (laughs) but that's what she encouraged me to like just keep a couple like I like the simple stuff like that's what right I think I bought one pair of earrings those cross earrings for the mirror mixer hold on my alarm's probably about to start going off at the salon front door open alarm are the cops going to show up? The, well, I think I caught it before it got crazy. Okay, circle back. Sorry about that. Um, the, I think the only pair of like gaudier, bigger earrings that I've purchased from you have been those bigger cross earrings. They're calling me. Back, back to it. Back to it. Flippers. Okay. This is like true background stuff. People want to know what it's like to own a business. Here you go. There you go. Doing 87 things at one time. That um, is true. I mean, literally, we're talking about earrings right now. And I'm like, oh, Kaylee, pause. My alarm's going off. Let me see if they're going to call me. So don't ever think that you can ever just be in an important meeting or doing something without your business interjecting. Ever. I, know, I feel like I used to get offended when I would see people like I'd be in conversation with somebody, whether it be like a coworker or a boss, and they were just like constantly like, hold up one second. I'm sorry. Let me do la la la. And they would do stuff or take a phone call. And I'm like, God, you can't even like have a conversation with me for four minutes. And then now I'm like, I understand why you can't have a conversation with me for four minutes. Yeah. Something always happens. Let this be a lesson to anyone. If you get anything from this episode this is like real life right now I feel like it's really good to maybe it's a good thing that this happened um if you were ever planning on being a business owner don't ever think that shit's not gonna hit the fan it will always hit the fan um no that's really funny but circling back to what I was talking about before you know all the back end stuff I've bought one pair of gaudier earrings from you and it was for the mirror mixer and like everyone loved them and you're like, eh, I only have one pair. Okay. So my mom was helping me that night just so I can like party and drink and not be like drunk trying to check customers out. So I had an employee and then I had my mom helping in the store and my mom was like, she'll see it because everyone loved those earrings that you were wearing and you had it on with like a beautiful yellow dress. And so it was like very statement, like in your face earring and they were gorgeous. And of course my mom was trying to sell stuff that we don't have. She's like, we'll (laughs) we'll see if we can get some more of those. And I'm like, mom, I'm not sure I can get more of those. She's like, it's fine. Let me take your name and number, and then I'll have her call you back. And you're going, I'm not calling them back. I don't know that. I'm, I'm like, Mom, I don't run my business like that. I'm not just calling you back when I get a new another pair of earrings in. But no, actually, that there was a lady that night that saw those earrings, fell in one of the people my mom got a phone number for. And she came in a couple weeks ago and she's like, I actually found like I got these earrings from you. I ended up getting them and selling them to her as well. But she remembered that story. She's like, I think one of your friends had them on. And and I was like, did my mom try to sell these to you? (laughs) Like it was a full story. And this lady remembers it years later. That I mean, it really is. It's been well over a year since I've worn those. I've worn them one other time. And every time, the two times that I've worn them, people love them. But I mostly buy your basic 
things. So that was the the concept of like, I want to stay true to, and we've had many conversations about this, but I want to stay true to like what the business was built for. My business was built for people to not have to run around to 10 different boutiques just to find accessories that match an outfit. And I wanted to be able to be statement accessories and earrings, but I also like to my, to my mom's advice was, yeah, but what if two people come in there, whether it be mother, daughter, and the mom doesn't wear all this or two friends and one's more simple versus one likes your stuff. She was like, you kind of want to have a little bit trickled in. Um, but to, to that point, it's like, I still have to stay true to the reason I started the business was statement jewelry. And I think we've done a good job at that. So uh, let me ask you this then, because this was like your first, like, what I would say branch out into expanding the business of Kaylee, because Mm -hmm. now we're going to talk about several things that you have. So makeup, like financially, that was probably just like not very planned out, I would think. But Louis Love had to be a little bit more financially planned out because you had to purchase into stock. And like with makeup, you would buy your kit and you would add to it as you grew and got more clientele. So what was your mindset as well as your have to behind funding the business, even though it was maybe a smaller startup? So when I started makeup, to your point, there really wasn't much startup costs like that. That was my first business, I and which I still do um, periodically. But makeup, actually, I had it really good because at that moment I was working at Mac Cosmetics in the mall, and the employee discount was bomb. Like we got <laughs> great perks from working there. It was probably like 70% off or something. It was stupid. It was like, uh, I think it was 60. Oh but, my but, and you know how expensive the, the prices weren't as expensive back then, but we also got, I don't remember if it was quarterly or something like that, but we got a lot of free stuff throughout every collection. They would give us stuff, but then we got quarterly, another type of program where we got a bunch of stuff we got to choose. And so anyways, I built a makeup kit um, on very small amount of money. So that was helpful. And then when I started Louis Love, like I'd mentioned, I just bought some earrings and I was going to do a pop-up market. I think I've said that in a past episode, but I was going to do a pop-up market. Worst case, my mentality was I'll spend a couple hundred dollars. If I sell nothing, great. I have some new earrings for myself. No big deal. Now for my new business, which we haven't quite announced yet, but I'll give you a little sneak peek of what that is. Um, Have we announced it? Maybe have it? No. Um, I, you've on social started previewing it, but I don't know if you've actually said it out loud to like these are public. Like you, everybody, you've teased the, um, the public basically like we did this podcast, um, but you've been working on this for a minute. I have. Okay, so new business venture. um, And I'll give you guys a backstory on where this came about because this may relate to some people. But my new um, business is a partnership. And my significant other and I are doing a golf related business. So him and I are very much into golf. Um, He started uh, playing golf. He used to do it back in the day. And then he started back up and realized like, wait, I do still love this hobby. And then we started golfing together. And so I would go play golf with him and I realized, wait, I kind of like this too. So the uh, business is called Golf Glamour Company and it is going to be circled around women's golf apparel, accessories, golf gear. Uh, But basically when I started, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, look, I like the sport, but like, it's still trying to be cute. Like, where's all the cute girl stuff? Where's like, where's the pink golf tees and golf balls? I was looking for the pink stuff. If you know anything (laughs) about my brands, like it's probably got pink involved. And so that's where the business started was another hot, again, everything's a business. Um, (laughs) Again, it was a hobby turned business, but for us, it was kind of like a little more strategic to say like, 
wait, if we can turn this into a business somehow, like we can expense a very expensive hobby. That's, that's truly what it was. Um, but we have been working on this for, mm, I would say about four or five months now behind the scenes where nobody, and that's an interesting point too. So many businesses that just like pop up and like you see somebody post on social media, they have not just slept on that and decided like one day to say it like that has been in the works for a while. I mean, the only thing that pops up like typically is, hey, Kaylee, you want to start a podcast? Like, yeah, besides that. Tomorrow. <laughs> but let's be honest, this is not a business for us. This is kind of like a creative outlet. And if one day it turns into a business, cool. Y'all, if you want to make us go viral, like we're here for that too. Um, but if that never happens, we're okay. But like, <laughs> if you want to make us go viral, like do help. Share it more than Amanda does. Here, guys. <laughs> Wait, we had somebody reach out in our DMs and say that they know our podcast and listen. And it made me like really, really like blush and be very excited. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's a tear rolling down. I know. Kaylee messaged me. She's like, did you see our DM that we got? And I was like, uh, actually, um, the Instagram got disconnected from mine. So I'm not <laughs> even going like, to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a terrible. I will connect it. That is on my to-do list today. I will reconnect coffee, champ- coffee mornings, champagne. I will reconnect Instagram. Oh you guys see who handles the Instagram here, guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kaylee totally does, 100%. She was like, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, okay, I'll do it all. And here I am just editing and uploading. But I love that techie part. So, well, let me ask you this then. So, this business startup, is also going back to financially, as well as... um back in like LLCs, S-Corps, all of that has to look different than your other two businesses because this one you have a partner. Yes, correct. So that, so first one, the makeup business and my earring business, um, I have an umbrella LLC, meaning like I have one LLC that kind of houses those two things. Um, but with that, uh, there was a lot of like getting started uh, cost and, you know, getting things ramped up and figuring out, A, what do we want to sell? Where do we want to sell that? Um, spoiler alert, that business, Golf Glamour Company, is actually going to be sold solely and exclusively on Amazon. So that is not going to be anything in person. That's not going to be on our website, nothing like that. It is only going to be available online um, on Amazon. So the startup cost for the third business it is different because it is a partnership where he is spending money. I am spending money and then kind of putting all that together before we even have a product to sell has been interesting. So we've spent, I mean, upwards of three to $5,000 just to get started. And, and that's, like, that's, that's just samples and stuff. Like when you yeah. say, when you say three to 5,000, that's not, Oh my gosh, I have three to five thousand dollars worth of product to sell. That's like you purchasing things to get yeah. research and to test quality. That's literally when you say startup, that is your startup. That and is there's more. Yeah, that so this business we treated very differently because it's on Amazon, i.e., it's you know, across the whole country, right? It's different than just having a small little store in Louisiana where you know, a few people come in here, there. This is like, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. There's going to be a lot of um, bigger brands that are looking at it. So that business had to include trademarking, that had to include LLC. Um, we are turning that one into an S Corp. And if you know anything about how that works, that's just basically the only difference is you pay yourself differently. Um, but those startup costs, is heavy on the sampling. So what that means is we're selling products that we, I'm actually designing products uh, to put our logo on it and to modify, like some suppliers have samples of products, but then of course you have to sit there and tweak it and figure out what it makes sense for you. So truly we're designing brand new products and there's a lot of products that I've gotten in where I'm like, this is trash or like, 
I mean, we, Lewis goes play golf with it and he's like, well, it fell apart or well, that turned colors, you know, like that's not going to work. And his, so his role in all of this is like, he is very adamant about quality. Like he's like, we, I'm not putting my name on something that is going to fall apart or trash. And so he is very adamant about, nope, try again. So I sit here and just buy samples and work with manufacturers. And then a what small percent of it actually is what you guys are going to see. So well, and I think part. I think that's why, like wh- what you said earlier about there's so much that goes in behind the scenes before things are even launched. Because you came up with this great idea, you start talking to manufacturers, you don't even know if it's possible, or you don't even know what the startup looks like when this idea comes to the forefront, you're just like, this is what I think I want to do. So let me start researching. And luckily for you, like in the grand scheme of things, when we're talking startups for companies, three to five grand is minimal when we're doing testing because like, luckily you have enough knowledge. That's not luck. That's, that's what you've put into the background of your other businesses and learning how things work. But luckily you had some good samples come in to where you didn't have to continue to spend even more money to get things longer down the road that weren't falling apart or changing colors or whatever. Like, I will say sometimes you don't know how long this testing phase is going to be. Because like, what if, there's always that what if, I think, in the back of my head when you're starting a business, especially a product business. because like what Lewis said, oh, I don't want to put my name on anything that's going to fall apart or turn colors. There's always like that. What if we think it's good and then it's not and we launch and it's just like, yep. Ugh. yeah. And that happened. So that's actually, so him and I, you know what the non-sexy part is having a business with your significant <laughs> other is when I'm like, Hey babe, um, we have a business meeting tonight. <laughs> It's like so not sexy to be in business with your, you know, partner or significant other. But I separated that big time to say, like, for the next hour. Wait, did I ever tell you about our first business meeting? This I is think funny. you did. I'm pretty this sure you did. Yeah. So we had our first business meeting, and uh, I was like, "Look, we have an hour. I have a PowerPoint. Like, I had a 50 yes. PowerPoint on this business, and I had done weeks of research and stuff and all of that, and I was ready to present to him. Oh my god! So we sit down. Hold on. This is the best part. I'm a talker, and so I'm thinking, like, if I could have projected my computer onto the onto the TV screen, I would have, like, like a teacher with a pointer. So, but I didn't. So we sit at the table and we start talking and I'm thinking like 45 minutes, this will be a full meeting. I start reading like slide one and two and he's like, all right, go ahead. Next slide. I'm like, wait, I didn't finish reading. He's like, I already read that. I don't need to hear you. He's like, on to the next thing. Yeah. He's like, come on. That took seven minutes of a meeting. Um, But anyway, I hate you right now. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready to like say it, like present it to you. And he's like, nope, I'm good. (laughs) And so anyways, um, we had to lay out what products we wanted to sell. And I will say one of the reasons I started this business was to sell a specific type of product. And so far, that is not going to be the case. Like there is way more that's involved in this one. And I won't say what it is. um, But there's way more involved in like this specific product than I anticipated. So unless I could figure it out, like months later, I'm not sure we can even sell the product that I initially wanted this business to be started for. Now, there are other products that we're going to sell instead, but that is that goes to show it's like you can plan all you want, but when you get into like the nitty gritty of testing and, you know, manufacturing and all of that, it is much harder in certain aspects than I expected it to be. So no. pivot. That's I was clear. literally about it. to say that. That's like, <laughs> it goes back to what the success of a business revolves around, the ability to pivot. Because in your mind, you can make this beautiful PowerPoint and this great presentation and hope that it goes exactly like each slide. But I'm never, I'm not going to say it's never going to play out like that, but more than likely 
it's not going to play out mm-hmm. like what you thought in your head. No. And that same thing happened with my earring business. It's like the products I thought I was going to sell in these businesses are not actually the products that I now sell in these businesses. It's been a lot of like trial and error and then also consider what the consumer and your customer has to say, um, which has been a very interesting journey to say like, I started this business because I wanted to sell XYZ and that hasn't even hit the shelf yet, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, this business has definitely been a little more um, expensive to start because it did involve trademarking and it did involve um, a lot more sampling than my other business. Obviously, my other business didn't have any such thing as sampling. But yeah, there's been a lot of purchases that you guys will never see because it didn't didn't meet the standard. It didn't make the cut. Lewis said no. (laughs) He's like, "Uh uh-uh, ain't no way. Um, so now that you're on to business venture number three and all of them still in the works, do you feel like you have blown up as a business owner or like, what is your mindset on where you stand as like, I I don't know, is, is it this imposter syndrome? Do you feel like people look up to you as a business owner or you think that people are just like, Kaylee's just doing Kaylee? I think a little bit of both because so it's there was a couple times that I felt like, wait, I think I did it, you know, and one of those things was um, a portion of my business, um, let's say for Louis Love, my earring accessory boutique, a portion of that business is wholesaling. So I actually sell my products to um, other boutiques who some of which keep my earring cards on it, but some of which earrings you might see, um, they change the cards to put their own, which understandably so. So a lot of my products are in, um, I have hundreds of boutiques across the country. Right now I'm in about 10 different states um, that have my earrings. And when I say that felt like it blew up was when I landed um, a boutique in New Orleans and I was gung ho whenever this one boutique, she's got, I would say about 10 different locations. Um, when she bought my earrings, I was like, Oh my God, I think I've made it like this one big business, very popular boutique across New Orleans in the South bought my earrings. I was like, wow, I did it. I finally did it when I was like selling hundreds to somebody versus like three, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that I would say was my moment of like, I think I made it. And that from there kind of trickled into like a few other successes. But one of the other times I felt like, wait, did I really make it was when I was doing makeup on a girl and she came into the store and to get her makeup done. And she was like, wait, you own Louis Love? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean? She's like, oh my God, all the girls keep talking about Louis Love. And I was like, stop it. Tell me more. And so that was like the other moment where she's like, yeah, everybody talks about it. I did not know that was you as the owner. And I was like, I came home and told Louis, he's like, oh my God, here we go. And I was like, no, that's like such a big, like, I don't know. It was such a big compliment. So I feel like that business Hopefully, I feel like I made it, but I don't know. Some people may just look at all my businesses and they're like, oh, she's at it again. Here we go. Well, you know, I think it's like also an understanding thing. Like some people are looking at what we're doing and they're in a business realm. So they get these like what may seem small. They're like, oh my gosh, this is a huge milestone. Mm -hmm. And then someone that's never even thought about like they just think you to be a business, you have to be like a big box store, like Walmart. If you're not Walmart, you're not a business. Like some people are going to look at you like that and they're like, what's the big deal? You know? So it's all about perspective. Okay. So in your opinion, do you feel like where you're at with distilled, do you feel like you made it quote unquote made it? Or do you feel like you didn't hit a milestone that you need to hit to be able to say like, I did it. I don't know if I'll ever, even if, even if I may have made it, I don't know if I'll ever feel like I made it. Like, I do feel like I had a huge accomplishment made because, you know, coming from 
a past of a salon that closed down and it failed and it didn't work out. It was a partnership. It was a self reflection thing. I really never anticipated reopening. And then a couple years later, I had a whole different reason for opening a business. So I feel like that is a huge accomplishment. But if you ask me, do I think I made it? No, because I don't really know what that means. Like in my head, I don't know what it would look like for Amanda to make it, you know? I feel like you could have like, I don't know what your, you know, behind the scenes works are, but I feel like you have some stuff up your sleeve and I feel like you could be like somehow a international something or another and you would be like, I don't think I did it yet. I think I, in my head, like it really is terrible because it goes back to my Enneagram. Like I am based off of achievement. So I feel like I constantly need that reach for achievement. So I definitely have big goals for this year um, with the business, not only with like the size of the business, but also some things that I want to shift and bring in. I am very early in my planning stages. And like, if anything does occur, it probably won't be launched until the end of the year, if not next year. And that goes to show you like how much thought and back end has to go into these plannings because like I could sit here and say all day long, I want to go international. I don't, I don't know if that is in the cards (laughs) for me. I'm about to take a big international trip, which is somewhat work-related. So yes, I guess that's really cool that I get this opportunity. Um, But yeah, I don't know what it looks like for Amanda to make it. I hope one day I figure that out because it'd be nice to take a rest. We don't know what that means. We're not going to take a rest. (laughs) Yeah, you get, like, like I said, you can't get through even a podcast or a phone call without something business-related calling you. Um, and you could have the biggest team in the world. Your owner, if your owner is not having any issue to deal with business, I want to know how much money they're making to pay that many people to not have to deal with a single problem. Right? Like how many managers do they have? You know what's interesting though? I don't think I realized how long things take. I think that surprised me more than how much money it takes to start a business. It takes like, I feel like I come up with such a great idea and then it takes me months to like hone in, figure it out and announce versus like, I feel like in my head before I was a business owner, it should have been like pretty fast. Like, oh, a couple of days, let me think this through and then I'll say it and then it'll be there. That everything takes much longer as a business. And maybe it's different when you, it's very thought out versus just like, you know, flopping around trying to figure it out. But nowadays things take way longer than it should have in my pre-business head. What? Do you ever watch Shark Tank? Yes. I love (laughs) Shark Tank. I love it. I had it on last night. Oh gosh. What? Like that is a goal. One day, one day I will invent something, which I have quite a few inventions in my head. I'm just not ready to invest or like go through the process of what you're doing. Maybe, maybe that's my international venture, but I do have a couple of inventions. Don't get me started. Cause I'm going to go, we're going to get off this call and I'm going to go <laughs> sign up for Shark Tank right now. No, I'm actually obsessed. So I was watching it last night and here's an interesting one. They had these two girls on there. I forgot what they were selling, something baby related. And they were asking for an investment from the sharks. And basically what they were asking for was 150000 for whatever percentage of their company. In the grand scheme of things, that's not much compared yeah, to- When you're starting ask. a business and somebody's only mm-hmm. asking for $150K, that le- you want to know how quick I can spend that in less than a week. A couple yeah, days, I can spend $150K Easy. on a business. Like- Easy. Uh, yeah, those are small numbers. So what was interesting to me is like the sharks had asked them, like, well, what are you going to spend this money on? I always love when they ask that question. And these girls gave the worst answer ever. <laughs> so they basically said that 50,000 um, 
was going to go towards each of them. So there was going to be 50000 for each of <laughs> well, them. They, yes. They and told then, the sharks. <laughs> wait, wait, basically wait. paying my salary. And then, okay, the other 50, so 50, 50, 50, the other 50 was going to go towards the business. And they, I've never seen the sharks, like, drop, like, their chins Did they drop. laugh? Like, please no. tell me they fell out their chair and laugh. They they didn't laugh. They were like, um, they almost looked mad. They were like, hold the phone. Well, because they wasted not- their time. Like, that's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Like, you do not go on Shark Tank to be like, guys, I really just need a salary because I'm a business owner and I'm struggling. So what they were trying to say was, we need salary so we can quit our full-time jobs to be the business owners. And the sharks were like, absolutely not. And this is what was interesting. The way they said it was, your business is a living, breathing thing. Your business needs to eat, breathe, thrive, survive, needs to do all of that stuff before you do. And I never thought of it like that. They were like, you have to give everything you have into your business, whether that be energy, money, um, thoughts, mental, whatever has to go towards your business before you can survive. They were like, if your business flops, that's because you didn't give enough to it. And so Mm -hmm. they did not get a deal because all they were asking was to be able to quit their job. And they were like, actually, you should keep your job or go get another job to fund this business. Then we can talk. And that's what I was going to say. How often do you and I hear like someone sit there and say, but it's just so hard and it could be with the most minute thing. It doesn't even have to be like business related, opening a business, but they seem to just have complaint after complaint after complaint. And you as a business owner who like, (laughs) you're like, this is your problem. You don't have time. I'm like, how, how long did you scroll on TikTok today? Yep. Like, let's be honest, if you have time to scroll on TikTok, if you have time to scroll on Instagram, if you have time to eat without doing 10 other things, you got plenty of time to do business shit. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like starting and- a business is not for the weak minded, <laughs> I would think. Do you that's agree? A, that's a very polite way to say <laughs> I feel like. You could have used other words, but that's a, no, I 100% agree. I, if that's the case, then I say don't do it. I I feel like you've said this before. Like anybody could be a business owner, but it has to be like in your soul. Like it has to be in your like mind that I'm going to do anything and everything in my power to make this successful. And sorry to say, but there's a lot of thought behind all of that. And you can't be lazy with it. Like you have to do all the things. Well, I think it goes into, okay, let's just talk, bring it back to what you were saying. Like you were sitting on your couch, you were bored, you thought about opening Louie Love. Mm-hmm. But so let's put somebody into this perspective. Oh, I want to own a business. I think this is what I want to do. Let's just put a problem that may occur into your um, scenario of, I don't know, but I might have to work late or I don't know Then I have to invest my own money or I don't know. And with those problems that are going to occur, your first thought, like the first thing that comes to your head is an excuse and not go into problem solving mode, but you are constantly someone as a general rule that has an excuse for a lot of things, you might not be cut out to own a business. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it that way, but like, if you're going to find an excuse at every turn, you are going to find out real quick that business, owning a business will chew you up and spit you out faster than you can even turn your head. Unless you're going to stop with the excuses and start stepping up to the plate. Yeah, I think it's excuses and it's pointing fingers or it's just like negative talk like won't get you very far at all because I feel like there's so many things that happen in the businesses where it's like I could either be aggravated about it or I can just fix it. 
you know, I can figure out how to solve this problem or I can sit here and complain about it. Like Mm -hmm. either way, they both take probably about the same amount of time. Now I do give myself a few minutes to like, ugh, about it, but complaining is going to take just as long as it would as if I just fix the problem or go do the hard thing that I didn't feel like doing. And it's going to actually take longer because you're going to sit there and bitch and complain. And then like, you're going to have to decide if you're going to do something about it. You're either going to bitch and complain and that's what it's going to be, or you're going to bitch and complain. Because let's be honest, as a business owner, you're going to be aggravated. You're going to be pissed off. You're going to want to bitch. But the difference is, are you going to be proactive about those things or are you just going to live in the pissed offness? (laughs) <laughs> the softness i've never heard I that mean, it's amazing <laughs> i mean i can't get through a day without getting pissed off and part of it is like we're in a startup mode and it is what it is like if you are a business owner and you don't get pissed off please tell me what medicine you are on delusion <laughs> because like it's just how it works but if you are someone and this is where People have to really step back because I know business owners that are complainers and like I look at their business and I'm like, I don't, you are barely open. Like I know it. I can, I don't even have to look at your books and I know you're barely staying afloat and you putting on a front, yada, yada. So there are those business owners that are complainers and at the end of the day, complaining is going to get you nowhere. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Take a good look at yourself and go, am I someone that just like likes to complain or am I someone that is going to thrive and get through because it's going to be so much harder on yourself if you can't learn to navigate the shit and just stepping up to the plate. Mm-hmm. And I think also here's something else that how do I say this? Somebody was venting the other day to me about like, just, it was kind of a jealousy vent that they were doing where it was like, oh, and she gets to go do that and take that trip. And oh, and she's doing that. Like she could be here running her business. So basically somebody told me that about somebody else the other day. And I like stepped back and I was like, and of course I don't feed into drama. Like you can say it, but like, I ain't got nothing for you. And I was thinking to myself after my friend had like walked out and was like, maybe, and I thought to myself, maybe that's why you're not successful in your business. Cause you're sitting here like, get you worried about what somebody else is doing. Yes. You're too busy worried about somebody else that's doing well in their business and was able to take, you know, their family on a trip and went here, there and everywhere. And it's like, maybe that's why you're not doing well in your business. Cause you don't have like the, the drive to want to get to that. Instead, you'd rather just complain about somebody else that has gotten there. I think that's perspective. That's a huge, that's, that will stop you from being successful in your own business. When you're looking at somebody else thinking like, um, you know, more of jealousy. If you're going to be negative about somebody else's success, you'll never get successful. No, I totally agree. The mindset too, to have a negative Nancy thought about somebody else thriving and being able to go bring their family or themselves on a trip. If that is your mindset, you need to get into a better mindset before you can truly be happy and for yourself. Because if all you're focused on is having that negative mindset about somebody else, that will consume you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that experienced it firsthand with the first salon that I owned. That was one, I was not in a great headspace and I was not, I was not open to other people succeeding. So that was part of my failure in that was because I was only worried about my only own success. So if somebody's success irks you that much, you need to do a little bit of self work to get yourself in a better headspace to truly make your business the best that it can be. Not saying it won't succeed, but you're doing your own self a disservice having those negative mindsets about other people. Yeah, you're definitely blocking yourself from all the things that you could 
Yeah, and if you have not read Amanda Francis, <laughs> that's where you should read Amanda Francis's book. Because that's all she talks about is like changing your mindset, getting down to like the, the details of like what's stopping you from getting all the things you want to have. Mm-hmm. It's not, most of the time it's going to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like anyone is capable of anything, but your mindset will control or navigate what that looks like. Hardcore. Yep. Well, this one was great. Like, you know, I love a good, like, I feel like we got a little bit into our numbers, but then kind of that, I hope this is motivating or a little bit, if that person is on that seesaw of, do I want to start a business or do I not? I hope this kind of gave some guidance with like, am I in the right mindset? Am I a right fit for doing it? Like, am I better behind the scenes? Am I better forefront? Like giving them a little bit of navigation of where to go in their possible business journey. Are you a business owner that likes to hire and delegate or are you a, I'm a do everything myself type person? Uh, All of the above. (laughs) Literally all of the above. I don't think I have multiple personalities. You're like Amanda number one <laughs> likes to be a go-getter. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning to delegate more. It's hard. I definitely like my hand in everything, but like in the last couple months, we have made some big shifts into the salon, some scary shifts financially. It was kind of like, oh, I don't know if we should do this, bringing on more help. Um, And I think it like goes back to that saying, if you wait until the right time, or if you wait until there's enough money, you'll never, it'll never be the right time. Mm -hmm. So I had to like, take a look at what was going on affecting me personally with my mental state, my stress, my anxiety of all the things that were on my plate and the people that I had helping me and like, okay, we're either going to keep living in this. And what it felt like was we were just treading water. We were just making it through. And it was like, if we are going to see this business scale, not scale in the sense of like, make all this money scale in the sense of make my team have a better experience, make my team grow more, make my team have more security and stability. I have to bring on more help, which it was, it looked it looked um, different in multiple aspects, but making those hard decisions and going, okay, you've got to start giving up some things that you feel like you're not ready for yet. But in doing that, kind of like the unknown scary, in the last two months, we have moved forward tenfold from where we were at whenever I was just holding on to doing, having my hand in everything. Yeah. How are you? Like, what, what are I your do thoughts? I everything. I, I know, like you're, everything. A, you're a solopreneur. But if you Solo-preneur. keep adding, if you keep adding businesses, you're going to need to be, you're going to need to bring on some more help. I know, I know. Lewis and I divided and conquered, like, our roles of the golf business. And I told him he can be CEO if I can be COO, which is, like, <laughs> Chief Operating Officer, i.e. the person that does everything. (laughs) It's actually worked out very well of like dividing our roles. And that definitely has taught me to rely on him for his role is, you know, XYZ. So he does a lot of the research and development and the testing and the knowledge and all of that behind the scenes. And then I'm the one that like creatively does the designs and, you know, puts things out there. But I had to figure out how to let him do his part and trust that he can make the best choices. You know, that taught me a lot, but I'm usually one to just, let me just handle it. But that puts more stress on me. I need to not be like that. No, I get that. But I'm not one to like not make a phone call. So my mother-in-law does bookkeeping. It's like CPA type accounting type work. And I am not scared to be like, let me make a phone call real quick. because. 
like, for example, opening up the LLC slash escort for the Golf Glamour Company, I... I feel like the second time around, it's easier because like you've seen, that's the hard part about being a business owner is like the new thing that you haven't done yet is just hard because you don't know how to do it. It's a hundred percent easier the second time around, but that does not mean I did not make a phone call to my mother-in-law to help me figure out the answers to all the LLC or, you know, the government websites that you have to go on. Because I don't know those answers, but it was less scary to, you know, do it the second time around. Yeah, no, it and it's like the fear of the unknown. It's always scary when you've never um, navigated. Never done it. Yeah, and that's what Lewis's fear was like, wait, I'm not a business owner. I've never done this. I'm like, well, lucky for you, I am. And I will gladly guide you through this. And it's been much easier that one of us at least knew what we were about to do versus two people not knowing anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, this was- Nope. Love this. this. One, one. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we've gr- given some great insight. This was another long one, but I feel like when we start diving into these topics, like sometimes we have to go into this detail. Um to hopefully help connect and resonate with some people because we can't be the only ones that are thinking these things or have experience. And if you are another business owner and this resonates with you, but you have a different perspective, we would love to know, like reach out to us. I don't know how you feel about that, Kaylee, but I, I love a, um, what is the word for it? Um, friendly debate. Yes, I love a good debate. Like, let's chat. Let's have it. I don't maybe think we can. Bring, maybe we can have a guest. <laughs> we can have a guest. Reach out if you want to be a guest, and you see things totally different than us. I don't know that it's a debate though, because I'm never one to be like my way is the right way. I'm more of like, tell me if you're doing something and it's yes. different and better. Like, I am here to listen. That's why I think we like books so much. Like when we read a book, it's kind of like a oh, wait. This is a new way of doing it, and it's probably better. If a million people bought the book, chances are it's been proven, you know? Uh-huh. So we won't debate you. We will just quiz you. I, <laughs> is debate you. a negative thing, though? Like, this I is a whole it, different topic. I'm not even going to get into this wormhole, but you know what I mean. It feels negative. It feels <laughs> political. We swear if you have a different opinion, we'd love to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to say it. That's way better. Reach out. Please send us a DM. We want to hear from you. Okay, everyone, we're going to hop off. We hope y'all found this episode well. Y'all have a great day, and we will see y'all soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. As a couple ambitious millennials, each episode will indulge in unfiltered, relatable conversations about modern life, business, entrepreneurship, love, parenting, and good old daily chaos. Whether we're conquering the morning with coffee in hand or celebrating our wins at night with a champagne toast, we'll be here to recap it all. You can find us on social media in the description below. Until next time, cheers everyone! Bye.